Hi, I'm Breck. And I'm Sally. And we're two friends that wondered why it was so hard to make friends as we got older. Join us each week on Bask in Friendship as we explore friendship themes and tips on forging better bonds. We believe female friendships are going to save the world. Hi, friends. I'm Breck. And I'm Sally. And we're two friends that decided we wanted female friendship to be on the hot seat for a hot minute. We're excited that you're here with us today. We're using this podcast to understand more about friendship, to chat with some friends, to challenge your views of what friendship could be, and to bring friendship and intentional deep friendship into your consciousness. We believe deep female friendships have the power to heal our divided country, but more on that later. We're recording this very first episode on International Women's Day. When I started thinking about this day, I realized it feels like it's one of those days where we should be texting all our female friends and telling them we love them, believe in them, you know, the strong arm emoji, the high five emoji, the party emoji, you know, similar stuff like Valentine's Day. But as I read more about International Women's Day, I realized my hallmark inclinations weren't unfounded. Despite having a deep history in women's equality and women's rights, geez, there have been over a hundred years of protests and demonstrations affiliated with National Women's Days and International Women's Days. Of course, some company in the last 20 years decided we needed hashtags, social media, and feel-good messaging on this day too. I don't know, Breck, what do you think? Is there a place for that? Is there a place for these feel-good messages on a day like today? Does it help us to be in the movement with other women around really important topics like gender parity if we're also party emojiing our connection and support? Yeah, I think that's such a great question. Um, and I'm, a, I'm of two minds of it, right? As I always just want to cheerlead my friends. So any excuse to you know send you a high five party emoji and, and show solidarity, I'm all in. But it made me think of a few things. So it initially made me a little bit pessimistic, right? Is this the cutification? That's mm-hmm. it, right. Uh, but is this a way to cutesy something that is a very serious topic? And I think it's, it's similar in line with like the term girl boss, right? Mm-hmm. How can we make something cute? You know, it's, it's that study of women. Women aren't seen as successful unless they're seen as likable. And why must we walk that fine line that's defined by society of, you can't just be strong and un- uh, unapologetic about it. You have to be strong, but with exclamation point. And you have to be, <laughs> what do you think? Question mark, exclamation point. And I can't think of a male colleague who I think had to moderate and modulate his tone in the same way that I think women are expected to. Um, and so that made me a touch pessimistic, but it also made me think of where are we as women, right? Like, what are the stats? Um, and so I looked it up this morning, <laughs> looking at there's the status of women data.org. I do gender studies. <laughs> and we're still at 78 cents on the dollar in 2021. At this rate, we will not make an equal dollar until 2058. And so I hold it in both hands. One is, Yay, we've come so far, but man, have we got a long way to go. And that's the median. You know, I can't think of, I mean, I think we're two privileged white women. Uh, We're having it better than most, but 
if 78 cents on the dollar is the median, there's a big range there. Yeah. And do we get far with the ability to go into CVS and buying a happy International Women's Day card and sending it to the women we admire? Like, where does where where does this commercialization and sparkle attention, like where does that get us in when we're talking about 78 cents on the dollar? Is that a good thing? Yeah. You know what I wonder is... I mean, it's great that there's a day because it's a day, I think, for us to stop and acknowledge it. Same as like a Veterans Day, right? Um, By having a day where you have to pause and really acknowledge where are we? Let's take stock. Let's take inventory um, of how far we've come and how far we have yet to go. But I wonder if if it shouldn't be like a Galentine's Day, if it shouldn't be like I send a card to my friends to tell us, great job for you being a woman. If we should be sending cards to the male colleagues and say, hey. Like this is your chance for awareness. And so I do wonder if that's an opportunity and if we've, I don't know if we do it because we look to each other or if it's, you know, I don't know what the expectation of, of International Women's Day is, but I do wonder if would, it would serve us better is to say happy International Women's Day to every man I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just to be provocative. Yeah. Yeah. and and. It's, it's also like, are we at a point where those cards in, in the CVS card aisle, were those the birth child of equal parts female and male, right? Because, you know, there's been so much attention on getting women into the boardroom and women into the executive seats. Are we starting to see the results of that coming down with the attention that days like today, or even to have databases of women's pay, like, is that the result of women working equally with men? Or is that men making effort because they're still majority stakeholders in determining what we see and what we do on a daily basis? Mm, That's such a good question. You know, I wonder how much of it is um, performative, right? We're doing this to check a box. Diversity and inclusion. There's one woman on our board now, right? right? Gold star. And you're like, that's not, that's not really the point. The point isn't having one token woman on your board. The point is your board is better served having a diverse set of point of view experience. I mean, there's so much research that shows the more types of people you can have in your company, the better off your company will do. Um, it's just for problem solving, right? Um, so if you have everyone who's the same kind of specialist, you're only going to get the same outcome. So I'd like to think, again, it's like, I do I want to be a cynic or do I want to be an optimist? Yeah. And I'd like to think that maybe it's coming a little bit from both. There's some grassroots, like some things are bubbling up and some things are coming top down. And I'm hoping somewhere in the middle, we will find equality or, or something as close as we'll ever be able to have. I don't, that's the question. Do you think it's possible? Like. Is true equality possible? Will there always be some gap? Will there be a point where women are surpassing men on the pay scale? Women are more educated as a whole. Yeah. And that top down and bottoms up is really interesting to think about too. If the bottom is the consumer layer and like us as consumers of not only media, but again, goods and services, And um, we've obviously seen a lot more of that, even in the last year of 
businesses saying like, I want to support female founders. I want to support people of color. Like there's way more attention on businesses voting with their own dollar in the services and products that they use. And then again, customers and consumers like us doing the same. Um, So again, back to the card aisle and this sort of like sparkle sesh around happy international women's day. Like, is that are we, are we the product or are we like driving that product demand? Mm. I don't know if I have an answer. I feel like, yeah. you know, I feel like, I feel like both, right? Like, I don't know if I'm demanding equity. I think, you know, I think real change only happens like sometimes through big events, right? Where you feel like, oh, your cage is rattled and then you have to stand up. Um, where I think like our generation of women, it's getting better. And then maybe we're just like, well, it's getting better enough. It's what we're used to. And so because it's not so blatantly awful, awful, it's the status quo. And how happy are we to just retain the status quo? And if we get like an extra day, and if I get some stickers, <laughs> and I get a hashtag girl boss and I get temporary tattoo. <laughs> and I get to go, you know, listen to a, a woman author speak. then that's wonderful. Um, but then it's, how low is that bar? You know, conversely though, there is a, you know, like there is a biracial woman in the white house. And I think that is very real, very touching and like very powerful and really unexpected given that Hillary seemed like the longest long shot, not very long ago. Yeah. And she was a shoe in as far as if there could ever be a woman, she was a white establishment woman. And so maybe the progress is like, I, it's under the blanket, it's hiding, but it's moving nonetheless. Yeah. It's funny too, to think about just like you and I, and like what our participant level in it could or is, um, because I think you and I are like two women that are like wanting to like kind of be in the forefront and to also lead by example, but we're also like, I'm good you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm content. Um, I recognize that's a privileged position, but like how much of this is on more people like us pushing and like getting further forward and not, you know, kind of a couple of seats back. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's true. I can't help, but like, it just keeps making me think of like the black lives movement matter because I think you know, equal rights are equal rights, regardless of what your group is, right? Um, and that's the one that's been having like the most movement. And it was because, like, back to that point of like, unless your cage is rattled, and which is maybe a terrible analogy at this point, but there was a truly heartbreaking moment. I mean, moments after moments after moments, but there was like a final like straw that broke the camel's back last summer. Yeah. And I wonder if do we need that? Like is had Roe versus Wade been overturned? Would that have changed? Mm, Interesting. A woman's movement, right? Like, is that the line that we feel? And there's different lines for different women because there's just as many women who are want to uphold Roe versus Wade as want to overturn it. Yeah. Um, Whether you believe in it or not, you know, like whatever your stance is, it's a uniquely women's issue. Yeah, you you hope that as a culture we've moved beyond needing extremes to achieve anything, but 
you look at the last five to 10 years and it does feel like American culture, that is like squarely where we're at, right? Like we need extreme everything. I mean, there's even now like cheesy puffs that are like X, 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 X cheese, right? And it's like, really, we need that, right? But that's just like, as Americans, somehow we've gotten into this routine of just, I need it to be super high or super low for anything to happen. That's true. It's the, it's the polarity. It's like the pendulum, right? It's like, no one's happy when the pendulums are kind of twirling around in the middle. It's like, it's only, it's reactionary, 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 reactionary. Uh, you'd think with the inertia would be so tired at a certain point that we would just all need to rest. Um, yeah. I, and I do wonder, like, will this take a generation for us to kind of slow down and from the reactionary, we'll kind of like just chill in the center? Or is this, is this exhausting struggle of being reactionary? Is this the only way things get done? And then there's like cyclical, like cyclical generations, right? Where there's a lot of movement and then we chill and there's a lot of movement and then we're complacent. Yeah. It's like, are we, yeah. Or we put all our hope in like the next generation, right? Like everyone's talking about Gen Z as being a certain way and a certain person and a certain, they're going to be like anti big tech and they're going to do things this way. And it's like, is that really like where we, we hope a generation does this? Why are we not doing the right thing right now? I don't know if you ever felt this. I, I felt like growing up, I felt like my number one fictional character I identified with was Lisa Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> like, I played saxophone and I really wanted to save pandas. Yep. And, <laughs> and I, I remember feeling very let down, you know, reading about like my Save the Earth books, right? Very let down about my parents' generation and my grandparents' generation. I was like, if you knew this was happening, how did you keep letting it happen? And I feel like as we're aging up, I'm starting to feel like, oh, that adult in the room is now me. Yeah. And am I showing up for the budding Lisa Simpsons? Am I being disappointed by not, by not moving forward? And I, I think, yes, I don't think I'm, I mean, if I'm being honest, right? Like I'm not doing all I can do. I'm probably not even doing a third of all I can do. You know, I can support some causes, but I guess that's the question is like, how can you feel like you're moving the needle enough? Like what, what's that threshold or what does it do? Yeah. Or like, where does your intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation lie? Right. Like, is it because we're kind of in that like thirties age range? We're a little bit later millennials, still millennials. Like, are we like waiting for that like lever to pop inside of us? That's like, all right, let's go time. International women's day, you know, do your thing. Or are we like, Oh, we got here. We're good. Like we've got our friends. We've got our family. We're doing all right. And like, just be grateful for that. Cause there's also like an entire paradigm out there around like just having gratitude for what you got around you. So like, why, why do I need to wait for that switch to flip? I mean, I think things sometimes I'm like, just because it's good enough for you, you have to think, I I know if things are good enough for me, they're really not that good for a lot of other people. And so isn't it like the responsible party who's got it pretty okay, right? Like I have enough breathing room. Like I'm not drowning. I'm, a, I'm on land. I, it's my responsibility, I think, to help people 
Um, you can't help people when you're the one drowning. Yeah. Uh, and so I think there's a lot of people who don't have the resources or like the mental space. They're too deep in it. Yeah. Um, they don't have that catalyst, right? Like sometimes you need that catalyst, like that one woman that's like, I'm not okay. And like, that's even another like intersection point here of like, we're not all talking about what's not okay and what's hard. Even in a year where a lot of things were hard, mental health is still this like semi-taboo. Like, how are you really feeling? And now I don't even get to see you regularly. So like, how are you really feeling? But you got to tell me over text or Zoom or whatever. Yeah. So it's even hard to ask for help or to, hey, I'm, I'm not on land, right? Um, and that's a challenge in and of itself. And that is really hard with, uh, with friends. I feel like sometimes when people are in their darkest point, that's when you hear from them the least. So it's sort of out of sight, out of mind, which is so tricky and terrible, right? And it's like your friends who went silent, maybe <laughs> it's hard to remember because they went silent um, and it is tricky. So I think I'm thinking of what is my, after this conversation, what is my like international women's day action list, mm-hmm. right? It's making me feel like I can do, I can do more than a little bit. What would move the needle? What would help? Um, I did see a company I follow had a social thing, right? Buy, buy your favorite woman a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Here are the three two-for-one coffee places. Um, and a lot of my friends are not in town, so that doesn't quite work. Um, and as much as I want to cheers you and buy you a coffee, Sally, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, what 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 would help more? Would for the same cost of coffee, like for $5 in your name, do I donate to a, to an organization that I think is helping women? Do I donate? Uh, in, I'm in Austin. So in Austin, Texas, we have the Safe Alliance which is a shelter for women and children because as we know, domestic violence has gone up. I don't know the exact stat, um, but a sickening amount in the past year, people are living with their abusers with no end. So I'm like for a cup of coffee, maybe Sally in your name for $5, I'm, I'm going to donate to the safe Alliance and maybe while I'm at it, I'll, I'll match myself. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm just kind of spitballing on some ideas. Yeah, I I love that. I love that call to action, right? Because that's like you could also ask me if I want to also match your donation on my like in, in my behalf, right? So I think there's definitely the thought of like starting local because you're right. I'm in so I'm in Boston and um there's a women's lunch club here for women similarly in terrible situations. Come and have a free lunch. And so I could make a donation in Breck's name. Um, to this local organization that honestly, until today, I've walked by it a dozen times and haven't thought twice, except that they're doing good work, right? But I'm not thinking of it in this context of like using a day as a catalyst to just make a tiny change. Yeah. And maybe that's like the best we can hope for for today and for this conversation is like you and I both made change. And maybe someone who's listening is like, ah, that's that's concrete, that's actionable. It's something yeah. I can do in five minutes on my phone. Um, not being concerned about like, I can't, I can't change how much we're making, but I can take care of the women in my community. Yeah. And maybe that's it, right? Like that's the lift up little by little grassroots people taking care of each other. Um, but I'm like, but is it Instagrammable? And yeah. it's something that is, <laughs> has virality. And can you tag someone with a high five Rosie the Riveter? 
<sighs> do we even want that? Is that is that diminishing the power of women? Is it women lifting women? Is it women just saying, hey, I'm here? Yeah. Well, those are deep, great questions for all of our listeners. Um, you know, what I love about this is our first podcast on this day is that it's a great example of what deep friendship can be to us. So Breck and I, we met not at work, not at home, but through a shared love of sustainable food, regenerative agriculture, and supporting others through interests like volunteering our time in a community organization. Um, and here we are years later here on a podcast, our first podcast talking about the connection between women, community, commercialism, communication. How, how did this happen? <laughs> More on that in a future episode. Um, if you liked getting deep with us today, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and send us a note. If you and a friend want to share your friendship story with a broader audience, we'd love to have you see you next time on our podcast.